LeBron James helped snap the Lakers' losing streak, and some unknowns stepped up while many stars are still on the sideline. This is Locked On Now. The biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are Locked On Now. Welcome in. You're listening to Locked On Now NBA, local experts on the biggest stories on the hardwood. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every single weekday. Our Locked On NBA hosts are all lined up. They're going to break everything down for you from Tuesday night's games. The Los Angeles Lakers won for the first time in six games last night. That's our biggest game. The biggest game. The Lakers were able to snap a five-game losing streak last night on the road against the Rockets, and fill-in coach David Fisdale switched around the rotation a little bit to get the job done. Here's Locked On Lakers to explain. This is Andy Kamenetsky, co-host of Locked On Lakers podcast, and the Lakers snap a five-game losing streak in Houston against the Rockets, 132-123. Some interesting lineup decisions by David Fisdale, interim head coach right now with Frank Vogel still in the covid Protocols, Talon Horton-Tucker moves to the bench. Malik Monk starts tonight. Stanley Johnson in only his second game with the Lakers on that 10-day hardship deal. He starts at power forward, and LeBron James officially starts the game at the five. Uh, Fisdale also only went with an eight-man rotation in this game. A lot of back and forth. There were several moments where you wondered if the Lakers would actually pull this thing out, but a combination of Rockets in experience, plus LeBron and Russell Westbrook both having triple-doubles, 20-plus point games from Malik Monk and Carmelo Anthony was ultimately enough to seal the deal. A lot more to discuss, so make sure that you are subscribing to the Locked on Lakers YouTube channel and that you are making Locked on Lakers your first listen wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go around the league. Elsewhere around the NBA, the Minnesota Timberwolves fell behind early to the Knicks on Tuesday. Couldn't quite claw all the way back. Our Locked On Wolves host recaps an ugly game for Minnesota, and they still don't have their most important players. Ben Beacon with Locked On Wolves here. The Minnesota Timberwolves fell by eight to the New York Knicks on Tuesday night in another game in which the Wolves were shorthanded, although they did get Nas Reed and Patrick Beverly back. Still no Carlton Towns, no D'Angelo Russell, no Anthony Edwards. And uh, the New York Knicks were able to to make enough shots on night where Minnesota shot a season worst from beyond the three-point line, only making seven threes on the night. In particular, Malik Beasley struggled. Jalen Noel followed up a fantastic game on Monday night in uh, the win over the Boston Celtics with a bad shooting night. Malik Beasley led the team with 20 points, but he did not shoot the ball well. Jaden McDaniels was probably the best player on the floor for Minnesota. Nathan Knight fouled out and also did not follow up his strong Monday performance on Tuesday uh, with, with a good performance, unfortunately. And uh, it was just kind of an ugly game. Both teams were kind of uh, struggling to get anything going offensively. We're going to break it all down here tonight on Locked on Wolves on the postgame podcast. We'll talk about Jaden McDaniel's strong night and uh, what we can look forward to the rest of the week for the Wolves as they uh, as they start to get some players back from health and safety protocols. It's all upcoming on the postgame pod. Make sure to subscribe to Locked on Wolves for all things Timberwolves. The New Orleans Pelicans picked up a big win at home by turning to some relative unknowns like Herbert Jones to get the job done. Our Locked On Pelicans host tells you all the names you need to know from a big New Orleans win. 
Next man up, that was the theme of the New Orleans Pelicans 108-104 win over the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm Jake Madison, host of Locked On Pelicans and Locked On NBA. Down Brandon Ingram, down Zion Williamson, Josh Hart, and others, the role players for the Pelicans stepped up in a big way. Devontae Graham had 18 points. Journeyman Garrett Temple sparked a big run, hitting five straight threes and route to 17 points himself. G League player and 10-day emergency guy Jared Harper contributed seven points as well. And after being down 20 23, the Pelicans, maybe with these guys having nothing to lose, fought the entirety of the way to grab the win. But it was rookie Herb Jones who was the star, and not just the best rookie on the floor, but the best player on the floor this game. Herb has been a revelation this season, playing elite level defense, and his offense was excellent in this one. A career-high 26 points, 10 of 18 from the field. He made his threes, he dished out assists, he grabbed steals. It was a bit of a coming-out party for the former second-round pick. So a great win and night for New Orleans who continues to fight as the season goes on and I'll be covering it all over at the Locked On Pelicans podcast. The Cleveland Cavaliers led the Pelicans by 19 points after the first quarter but Cleveland slowly allowed that lead to disappear and they eventually lost the game. Locked On Cavs details the collapse and another potential injury for Cleveland that they'll have to deal with. Hey everyone, Evan Damerell here, co-host of Locked On Cavs with a Locked On Now takeaway after the Cleveland Cavaliers' Tuesday night loss to the New Orleans Pelicans. When Darius Garland was sidelined due to league health and safety protocols, Spanish guard Ricky Rubio became arguably the most important player on Cleveland's roster because he's the only true playmaker other than Kevin Pangos, who is a rookie despite years of overseas experience and RJ Nemhard, who is a rookie but just got out of health and safety protocols is on a two-way contract with Cleveland. Rubio responded well tonight against New Orleans, almost posting a triple-double, but unfortunately went down with what appears to be a shoulder sinker towards the end of the game about two minutes ago in this loss to New Orleans. There's no rest for the weary and no sympathy for this banged-up Cavs squad already, but losing another key player like Rubio really brings into question what the Cavaliers can do to fix their offense without Garland and Rubio out there. Hear about this and more on Locked On Cavs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Thanks. The Orlando Magic couldn't beat the defending champs on Tuesday, but Orlando does have a star blooming in one of their rookies. Locked On Magic tells you everything you need to know about a career night from Franz Wagner. This is Philip Rossman Reich, the host of Locked On Magic. And of course, the Orlando Magic are about development, are about seeing their guys get better. And if you don't have Franz Wagner in your rookie of the year, uh, running on your ballot anywhere near it, if you don't have him as rookie of the month in the Eastern Conference or rookie of the month in the league for the month of December, well, you're not watching the games because Franz Wagner continues to develop and evolve every single night. 38 points from the Magic rookie, the third most in Magic history for a rookie. He's putting up numbers that this team just hasn't seen from wing players and just continues to look individually very, very good. In fact, Franz Wagner is the only reason that this game wasn't uh, an embarrassment. The Bucks winning 127-110. Orlando cut a 29-point deficit late in the second quarter, down to eight points. They got it down to 10 in the third quarter, got it down to eight in the fourth, made Milwaukee sweat a little bit. And yes, Orlando has to figure out their depth issues. They have to figure out how to get a consistent playing effort through 48 minutes so these games can be close because Franz was sitting up at the press conference after the game saying he'd rather have the win than the, than the individual accolades. But the Magic understand what this season is about, and Franz Wagner continues to look better and better and better and better. Once this team gets healthy, once they get Cole Anthony back, Jonathan Isaac back, Markel Fultz back, 
the NBA better be watching out because Franz Wagner is here and he is much better than anyone anticipated. We'll have a lot more coming up on Locked On Magic later on. Until then, the Bucks win 127 to 110. The Toronto Raptors lost to the 76ers last night by five, but honestly, they're probably just happy to be competing again and out of the health and safety protocols. Locked On Raptors explains why this five-point loss actually might feel more like a win. As moral victories goes, that one was pretty all right. Sean Woodley here from Locked On Raptors to break down the Raptors 114-109 loss to the Philadelphia 76ers on Tuesday night. And really the takeaway from this one is all the good that came out of it despite the final score in this game. The Raptors, of course, played a game on Sunday with four regular rotation players from their usual bench, deep bench, frankly, and four replacement players signed to hardship deals. They lost by 45 points. It was a nightmare. Tonight, they got three guys back. Pascal Siakam, one of their best players, if not their best player, along with Gary Trent Jr. and Malachi Flynn. And they really made a difference for this Raptors team. Siakam, in particular, had one of his best games of his career, frankly. He did a wonderful job. The offense flowed through him on basically every possession, and he made beautiful decisions all night long. Had 28 points, 8 assists as well. Probably could have had more, frankly, if some guys knocked down some shots. He was awesome. And then you got some really fun performances from some other guys as well. DJ Wilson, who's one of those 10-day hardship guys, was one of the only actual bigs on the roster, the only, I guess, traditional center against Joel Embiid. And look, Joel Embiid had his way. He had 36 points in this game, but the Raptors did a pretty admirable job holding up with DJ Wilson being their only big. And Wilson wasn't even cleared to play in this game until the second half as he was waiting to get through the COVID protocols. So bizarre circumstances all around. But again, the real takeaway here is that this Raptors team has some juice and there's some life here. And before they got hit by COVID about 10 days ago, they were 5-2 and two in December, really trending upward. They have a top 10 offense or had a top 10 offense at the time. Their defense was trending towards uh, the sort of middle of the league as well after starting off really poorly. And this team, I don't know if they feel like a sleeping giant necessarily, but they might be like a sleeping half-human, half-giant kind of hybrid thing. They got a lot of guys still to come back from COVID pro- protocols, including Scotty Barnes, Fred Van Vliet, and OG Ananobi. This team could make some noise once they're finally healthy. They have not been healthy all season long, but as we saw tonight, there's enough here for this team to certainly go on a run. I'll have more broken down on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Raptors, so be sure to tune in. That's a wrap for us. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every single weekday. For more on the NBA and your team, make sure you check out Locked On NBA and your team's Locked On podcast. I'm Kenani Stevens. This has been Locked On Now.